0: You've reached the Hey My Man hotline. If we don't pick up your call, leave us a message or try calling back.
1: Later. Well, I'm sitting here
0: and enjoying a beautiful Florida evening. It's got cotton candy skies overlooking the Halifax River. Very calm and peaceful. And I'm, and I'm reveling in the fact that I received my Hey My Man podcast t-shirt today while wearing a similar t-shirt, Inception, one of them, Dandy. I'm thinking about the Hey My Man podcast, because how do you receive a shirt and not think about it? So thinking about your guys' show and how you guys aim to be different. And I, I kind of equate it to the 90s sitcoms I grew up in, or grew up enjoying and watching and stuff. Like, everybody loves Raymond. According to Jim, uh, I had another uh, Home Improvement And At least Two of those Yeah two of those are Midwestern so like right up your alley But like you know It's the dads and they're They talk about work and, and what they do But it, you never really know about it You know And that's what Hey My Man is It is a 90s Family sitcom not like Not like a Family matters, like the ones I described, where it's you know focuses on the dads and the dads are kind of goofy, but you know well intentioned. And, and that is your show. That's, that's what this is. It's just you guys getting through life, dealing with kids, significant others, work, people in our lives, and and that's what it is. And I think that's why I look forward to it every week because it's just a little bit of nostalgia, but it's also contemporary. So with that, I raise the glass. I tip my hat. Whatever phrase or thing you want to say and I appreciate you guys anyway thanks for the shirt thanks for the laughs and thanks for the listens you guys be safe you have a good day hey messages for Dave hey buddy long time no here uh it's your old pal Doug so I was just saying I stumbled upon your show Uh, again I used to listen to it a while back and I'm back in it and uh really enjoying the content I love when you guys talk about the region and all the things that go on around there and, uh, uh, movies, uh, talking about American graffiti. Yeah, I've never seen that movie either. I just can't seem to, to, to watch it. But, uh, yeah, uh, I also have a bone to pick. Man, why you keep deleting me off of Facebook? I thought we were buddies. But, uh, guess not. It's not going to change my view of the show, though. So keep it on. Appreciate it. Uh, hearing you guys and stuff. All right, man. Take care.
1: Hey, what's going on? It's episode 275 of the Hey My Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. When you were a kid, when you were growing up, I know you have the same feeling I do, or had the same feeling. When teachers went home, you rarely, at least I didn't, rarely saw my teachers in the real world. Oh you know no, I mean? never. So I always had this vision, and I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Let you describe what your vision was, but that every teacher just had like a cat. An old, like the, not, not a leather recliner, but like the, you know, the uh, um, material Papa's recliner. On chair. And uh, maybe, maybe if they were lucky. No, maybe like, like fabric, you saying Yeah, fabric. They had some, maybe maybe like a, a, a wicker, some other wicker accoutrement. Yeah. And a TV. Always dark in their apartment. Maybe they smoke cigarettes if they, you, they smoke, uh, yeah. smoke or not. But they had no existence outside the world. Well, they
2: existed to teach you and that's it. Kind of, that was the the whole yeah. purpose for them being alive.
1: And you, every teacher you had was old, even though they were probably like 25, 35, <laughs> whatever Isn't that you know. Funny? Yeah, yeah. It, it's very weird. Um but recently my son he do, he took driver's ed online because of COVID, I guess. Uh, he did all the classroom stuff online like on the computer, right? All he watched the videos, did all the work. Now, this last Saturday he took his first drive with the driving instructor. I've done very minimal driving with him. Uh, the lady I live with does not approve of him driving with me until he's had appropriate lessons from a professional driving instructor. What, Like in a lot? Well, that's what I did with him. Like I took him over to the movie theater because of COVID. There was nobody yeah, there. So it was there's it nothing to crash into. But there's only so much you can get done. You drive around the parking lot. You go up and yeah. down lanes. There's not really stuff. That, there's poles with lights and stuff. and there's not much to how much trouble you can get into. You I pull see. into a parking stall. You back up. You go down a lane. Whatever. Uh, but she's been very, very. She's been, been hawkeyeing hawk us every time we try to sneak away for, for a little drive.
2: If there's anything she doesn't like, it's 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 her side mirrors getting scratched or damaged <laughs> oh, yeah. or anything like that. She won't abide for that.
1: So he got. Uh, he had his first driving lessons on Saturday and we were we, we looked out the window as he as he walked out and got into the car. <laughs> and, you know, we're telling him like, Hey, when you get in the car, what's the first thing you're gonna do? And he's like, Uh we're like, Hey dude, you gotta put your seatbelt on, then you adjust the mirror, and I'm like, I'll probably tell you that. I don't know, but that's what I would tell you. Get ahead of the game, do this, get that, Kay. you know. And I know it's gotta be more relaxing with a driver's ed instructor than with your parents. Not just me, but but anybody's parents. I don't care how how patient your parents are well, especially are. if your parents are you. well let's go let me let me take you on this little trip so i don't think that most people even people that decide that their career wants to take them down the path or their you know their destiny is going to take them down the path of teaching have the kind of patience that is required to be a driver's ed instructor so teachers on the left driver's ed instructors on the right okay teachers are are they're a special thing we're all very blessed for people that decide to dedicate their life to teaching mm-hmm. if you go to driver's ed while you're in school like a lot of people i know i didn't have that opportunity my school did not offer no, driver's that ed.
2: seems like that seems like oh my god dude
1: can you imagine a big chunk of your day is like oh i'm just going to drive now you got gym shop and driving some Shh. some schools locally have driver's ed in school Did yours did not no okay so mine didn't either but I know guys who did take driver's ed in school and just like anything else, the health teacher and the gym teacher are always the driver's ed instructor. They're also the football coach. You know, they, they, they wear multiple hats on their bald heads
2: and they are in charge of loading they, the vending machines.
1: They tuck in their polos into their, uh, tight bike shorts with their tall socks the and the they beginning get into of the each, car with their clipboard. <laughs> in the beginning right? of each class, they start off by going pop candy chips, pop candy <laughs> chips, 50 cents. That's how much it went when I was there. So, I feel like those guys were like, hey, I want to be a PE teacher. I want to be the football coach or the wrestling coach in the school's like, you can do that. Mm -hmm. You'll also be a driver's ed instructor, which puts them back. It doesn't put them in the teacher category that I told you was on the far right. It almost puts them in the center. But the far left, the far left are the driving instructors, not the driver's ed teachers, the driving instructors Mm -hmm. that work for an independent company because – those people i don't i don't know where they come from or who 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 these people are and let me ask you I, who do you think they are who who gravitates toward a job where you take people who have never been behind the wheel of a car some nervous some you know anxious some aggressive some bad attitudes some good attitudes some people half asleep who knows what you know all kids all different they're going to get in the car with you and you're going to teach them how to drive. The level of patience it must take for a person. Now, do you think they vet these people? Like they have some sort of patience test? How do they figure out who's right for this job? Just by virtue of the fact that they signed up for that? Just durability. Like I think a lot of people probably do it for a year or two. And
2: they realize like they're they're not the ones. But then there's the people that are able to keep coming back for more and more punishment. And those are – those dude, you got to be a person that cares – about that thing so much and i kind of question somebody who cares about that thing that much
1: well because both of us agree we haven't found that thing that we care that much about yet we care Chips. a little about a lot of things but not a lot about one specific thing, i don't right? care or, a lot or, or, about any one thing that's what, that's
2: what i'm saying yeah no it's like the people that teach drivers are the same people that like that that get excited when you ask them hey are there different kinds of sandpaper like, those people are like, are, are you serious? Are there different kinds? Hold on. <laughs> you know, Hold on. Right. Let me get my sandpaper bucket. Sanding
1: blocks, sanding sponges. Oh, my
2: God. Let's talk grit. You want to talk grit? What kind of, what kind of, how, how would you want it to be butter soft? Come here. Bring me that rag. We'll finish off with a paper towel.
1: A lot of people in their career, they're the, you know, what is it? Eight and hit the gate. You know, that's, that's 99% of the people out there in, in the working world are like, I go to work. Mm. I do my job. I go home. Not much happens in between as far as how much I give a shit. Yeah. You know, whatever the day, not a lot of preparation before, not a lot of preparation afterwards. But I feel like you have to have absolutely no inspiration and no emotion to be a driver's ed instructor. I feel like that will be, I don't know, we talk about this a lot, but when they make this, this, uh, this sentient being sentient, what is the word? sentient. Sentient. When they make this sentient being that's able to, whether it's it's made out of plastic or metal with some sort of exoskeleton, endo skin or whatever it is.
2: Like the ones that are going to replace us, you mean?
1: Yes, the, the the ex machina, not the hot ones, but oh. in, the, in the same vein, the first group should be drivers and instructors.
2: Yeah, dude, I've trained people at work at several different careers and jobs. I've been like the person that instructs and trains, and I'm excited about it at first, and then after time it becomes like like it's almost like the better you get at it the less it's hard to keep that uh stamina up you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and these guys are like yeah i've been teasing drivers that since 88 and they're like i know things are a little bit different when 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 i started than they are now you get in the car and the car practically drives itself but these are the people that they give their same speech and they get pumped about how many feet prior to turning do you have to turn that turn signal and they're looking around the room for
1: who's got the right answer and they genuinely see, give not, a shit. See, dude. but you're not you're not you're focused on the wrong thing. The guy who teaches drivers in the classroom is not the guy who goes out in the car. That's a different breed of guy. Oh. It's two separate people. There's the classroom guy who's the owner of the business or whatever, the administrator. Mm. He's signing you in, he's signing you out, he's telling you about the he, before he puts on that 1980s drunken driving video uh where they show mangled cars and mangled people yeah uh he's giving you the rah-rah speech about these you know, kids went out on need, friday night for i need some you to pay attention drinks. keep your eyes open for this video this may be the most important thing you've ever seen you know yeah. that's not the guy that's in the car no the guy that's in the car is it's a whole another breed okay so i asked my son about this guy and and he I mean, I don't, I'm not going to do the math on how many years I've been driving. I'm 44. So whatever, whatever that math looks like, 30 years or whatever, uh, close to a bunch. Um, this guy was the same. He's like, I got in the car. The guy, the guy just says, Hey, we're going to be listening to some seventies music. He goes, we almost didn't talk the entire time. He
2: had music on in the car. Yeah. What?
1: I'd be like, no, no,
2: I need you focusing (laughs) on the road.
1: He turned the music on. My kid didn't turn the music on. That's what
2: I mean. Oh. But the... but you know what? He's got his own set of pedals, right?
1: Yeah. So See, I didn't cares? have that I don't remember having that. that. I do not remember my driver's instructor having a, a steering wheel and a pedal. I, no, I don't no, no that. steering wheel. No, no this guy had believe... a steering
2: wheel. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I think you just um, refused to admit that someone else had control.
1: I'm just saying, I do not remember that being yeah, the case. You blocked it out of the what I'm case. Saying. Whatever. You were like, no, did everybody else? the case or not, he didn't need You were like, everybody else had two guys.
2: uh... I just—they put me in the special car for badasses.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all I can tell you is uh, nothing's changed. He's like this guy, you know. I—he just was like drive, and I'm like, my kid drove. He told me the route he took was all over the place. I'm like, dude, you've never driven. I thought you'd go around the block a couple times, maybe pull into somebody's driveway, do a, a five point turn, you know, something crazy, like nothing, nothing too goofy, yeah. no. He went all around. He the guy's like, we got me. insurance, dude. Who cares? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. So I just wonder, do these guys drink themselves to sleep every night? Do they drink themselves awake? What's the deal?
2: I I would think that they're just like super medicated.
1: If you're a driving He's instructor. He's like, where do you want to go?
2: doesn't matter. Like in life, doesn't really matter, bro.
1: If you're a driving instructor, not the teacher, but if you're a driving instructor or know a driving instructor, I need to know these answers. I'd love to speak with you. Um, I might actually ambush. The, I might put a recording device on my kid when he goes for his drives on Saturday.
2: I'm surprised you didn't have some yeah. sort of like, like take the ring doorbell and clip it onto his collar or yeah. something like, so silly like of that. His hat. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, or, I don't know how they have the patience, dude. I, I, I used to every year, like my New Year's resolution before my wife started giving me them, it would be like, oh, be more patient, listen more, be more patient, and I like now I'm like. I'm the Madden theory. Like I'm capped out on my patience points. I can't, I can't get any more. <laughs> I feel like I'm fairly patient.
1: I'm never going to be real patient. That's that's it. I'm, I'm capped out. Well, would you feel like being, what would be worse than if somebody said, Hey, let's say you committed a crime and they're like, you know, we, we have no more room in the jails, but we're going, you are a licensed driver. We're going to make you instruct driving for six months.
2: Rather than do, like, time?
1: Yeah. There's no option. There is no, no time. We be, don't have room. Just, There's COVID me. in the jail. We need you to be a driver's instructor. Could you think of a worse job? What job would you would you want to do less? I'd be like, what about the rapist? He's not doing anything. <laughs>
2: like, let that dude out. he's, or, already, you know, or he's already
1: got He's already got two drivers on Saturday. We need a guy for Sunday, though.
2: I'd be like, how the arsonist has been in here for years. <laughs> he could use some time out. It's a pretty terrible
1: job. Yeah. I just think you have to be a special person. Nobody's signing up for that job and go, eh, we'll see what it, you know, that the hours are good. Cause they're not the pay can't be great. There's no, no. way that pays good. Right. And for you think about this for a job where the pay is not good. You couldn't think of a job that should pay more.
2: You yeah. Think, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, it,
2: the risk to reward ratio is totally screwed up.
1: I mean, you're hanging around or sitting with a bunch of nervous kids who probably will not speak the entire time. There's just nothing. All new people you've never met. Complete well, strangers. Dude, that's a good point. What are you going to talk to him about? <laughs> should be hopefully driving. No, like say the kid gets pretty good and this
2: is like his fourth tour of duty and he's out there. And you're like, hey, you're ready for Route 30 and 41 now. You got this. And you're like, all right, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty casual. What small talk? Oh, so um have you heard the new uh, Cardi B song? <laughs> well, like what the f are you going to talk about a dude a 15, 16 year old and you're what a 100? No, like 46. Have you ever been in an accident? Um uh, minor. Yeah.
1: Okay. Have you did you cause it or were you hit?
2: Uh I think I caused it. Were you ever in an accident? Well, I rear-ended somebody
1: in the rain. But you caused it then? Mm. My point being is, even if I know I want my kid to be safe and all kids to be safe, but it's such an inconvenience when you get in a car accident because you got to get a rental car, you know your car's got to go to shop, their car's got to go to shop, you got to make a police report. It, it you can just it ruins your entire mm. two, three months, to, you mm. know whatever. However, it takes to get you back to normal. So I could just tell, like anytime you're in a, you're in a car with the the driver instructor and you get it, these guys have to be getting in accidents, right? Multiple way times. more than he, even a if he has a steering person. wheel and a and a brake it's like you clip somebody driving down a street trying to parallel park it's like they you got to get out of the car you got to explain it to somebody i told my kid i go if you get in an accident as a 16 year old kid one of two things is going to happen the first is someone's going to get out of the car and be like oh my god are you okay the second is some dude's going to get out of the car and he's going to punch you in the face because you have really inconvenienced mm. him there's yeah. those two kinds of people i'm not that kind of person but mm-hmm. i'm saying I've been in both of those situations where I was the cause of an accident and someone and another time where someone else hit me and multiple times, both people, you know, it became an argument. It's not yeah. just like, oh, hey, oh, sorry. I hope we're both okay. Yeah. So it's I like, go,
2: I'm glad you're okay. But dude, look what you just did. Now you're pissed, right? I
1: think you'd be better off getting this was, caught. Dude, by this some, was like 20
2: something years ago when I got an accident. So
1: I think you'd be better off getting caught by some girl's dad making out with her. Than you would if you hit his car.
2: I think I've been caught with that more than accidents <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's still no good living. either. That's so. no good either. No. Well, are there ever female? Who? Um, Driver's instructors? Driver's instructors? I don't know if
1: they even make those.
2: I think the odds of them getting in accidents are so bad at that point. <laughs> you're a female driver, okay? I'm saying, I'm just saying. And, and now you're... Uh, and you're in, teaching
1: another female how to drive? Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, dude, that's like... Um, you know, it's like, uh, like you know how like Mexican desserts bad because it's too much of the same thing. It's like, mm. oh, more lime, more sugar, more lime, more sugar. I don't know think okay, scratch that metaphor. But the point is, it's too much bad in one in one thing. It's too much.
1: I it's never know, happened. It's never occurred. I only know of one Mexican dessert, which is fried ice cream. I'm not. Uh, no. I'm not too, I'm not too. I'm not a fan of it.
2: Well, there's female astronauts, but they're, there's no female. Well,
1: they're not. But they just sit strapped into a, a rocket. They're not driving it.
2: That's why they let him in.
1: <laughs> right. That's correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we figured that out.
2: No, I don't know, man, dude. I I couldn't do it. I like to think, I was talking about this with my wife earlier this week. Um, I was like, we were talking about what other, I think it was one of those little talks cards. And we we're like, what other like profession would you do? And I was actually thinking, I go, I think I would be a good teacher. Mm-hmm. I think like I would make, I would have been good at it. I'm good like in a room. Um I don't know. I just think I would have because I've instructed a lot like from other stuff. I think I'd be good at it. But then I go like, I'd be a good instructor or a teacher for like a few years. And then I go, time to move, time to move on down to
1: different paths. I would think you get burnt out. Not you, but most people, everybody. I mean, I can remember getting new, fresh teachers that were like, you know, this is my first year, second year, and they were very inspired. But I don't remember too many teachers that had been around a long time. There are some, but that were like, you know, Can you imagine like middle school or something
2: or or like, like I think middle school is worse than high school, right?
1: I would think so. Yeah.
2: Like kids that don't want to be there plus material you've done 30, 40 times, dude, my heart goes out to those people for real. The fact that you like plug away and
1: still you, that's a special kind of human, I think whatever, six periods, seven periods when you're teaching the same curriculum each. Oh, that's right. Cause they rotate
2: in and you're like, uh, back to. In Gettysburg,
1: but it, 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 you could you could I guess fix the mistakes you made if you if you if you it got was rough during the first hour, maybe you go back to the drawing board or the chalkboard and you go well let me take this angle and see by 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 seventh period you got it well, dialed in
2: yeah if you really have a passion for it I guess you can really get down and I think the teachers that have little kids that's the only, cause they're cute you know but you, you give know, me like a like sixth seventh you, grader they're, they're,
1: dude they're 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 cute for a certain amount of time. Everybody, yeah, everybody becomes not so cute after a while.
2: That's true. But, uh, dude, I'll take like a first graders over seventh I mean, graders. Look, you're seventh graders, dude? I don't. We don't want our own seventh graders in our house, you, let alone uh, someone
1: else's. I came up with this question the other day. I asked a couple people, and I want to hear your take on it, which it's sort of along those same lines. I don't know if you're going to be able to answer it this quick. but I'm I don't gonna really have you. any thoughts. If you could quit your job tomorrow, okay, mm-hmm. and you could pick anything – you can manufacture one thing hmm. for the rest of your life. This thing that you manufacture, it's going to make you, you, you will be, it'll be lucrative and it'll be something that, you know, is able to give you all the money you ever wanted. So that's not going to be a concern. I'm going to be in a this, CEO this, of a factory. In this fantasy. Let me finish. Hmm. Um, so, but you can only manufacture one thing for the rest of your life. Now, again, like I said, you're going to be financially stable. You're never going to want for anything again. That one thing could be art. It could be music. It could be a product. It could be um, it could be anything. But it's one thing. What one thing? If you could walk away from what you're doing right now and do something else for the rest of your life, do you think at this point you could do? With like I said, you're not going to have to worry there's about so insurance. Many All that stuff's going to be
2: in this question. There's not though. Okay. There's no bookmarks in this question. I, I don't, how is there? I I was
1: like, if it was a factory and then it was like, you're going to be good at something. It's like, but you have to be good enough. No, no. I'm laying it out that this is the perfect. Everything's going to work out. You're going to have insurance. You're going to have all the money you'd ever need. The only question is, is if you could walk away today from what you're doing and do one thing. And so basically what I'm saying is, for example, if you were going to be a musician, you would just be a musician of whatever style of music it is for the rest of your life. Could do nothing else. That's all you could do as far as for a job. They wouldn't be just sitting there playing guitar all day. But what I'm saying is, is that would be your only lane. That's all you could do. What would you do? You, you could so, do
2: something different from what you're doing right now. All right. I'm trying not to be the guy with the attention span of a goldfish and be behind this
1: conversation. So, like, I could pick a new job, but for sure it works. For sure. But you, it's it's something that you get you do for yourself. You could be roast. You could roast coffee. You could. And that'd be it. You nah, just roast I coffee. Know. You could I like You could coffee be a much. brewer. You could be making beer for the rest mm, of your too life.
2: Too much booze. Yeah. Got to back off. I'd, Whatever I'd, it I'd is. Jump in the van. You vat. could be a painter. I would want to be like Anthony Bourdain. And I've never even seen that like, guy
1: show one time. Which is what? What do you consider Anthony Bourdain? Because he, Anthony he, Bourdain was a lot of different things. You can only be one thing. He was a TV personality. Is that the what's that? I want you know to be I mean? the
2: guy that travels around the world, eats food, and checks out cool stuff. Right? Like we're yeah. gonna like, oh, we're looking for Machu Picchu, right? That's the place, right? Yeah. Okay. And then afterwards, like there's street tacos close by and we're gonna go and I'd be like, We're going, um what's Abu Dhabi like? That's that's what I would do. I would go all over places and I would be like, What's up, what do you guys got? What do you got for me?
1: So in that, which is a great you know, that's great. Travel I'm channel never thought job about guy. that. But the problem is is you can't take your family. You're going by yourself. Now I know for the joke you're going to be like, yeah, it's great, no problem. But your kids are <laughs> wait. Going to why, grow- did you
2: say, why not? Why can't I take them in there? Because it's
1: not part of it. You that with that job, you're traveling. You said you're it was gonna, lucrative. They can come. You're not going to take your kids out of school and have them travel with you. Anthony Bourdain didn't do that. What you're saying is, is I want to be the guy that works for the Travel Channel. But he did heroin,
2: right? He did do that. All right, I'm back in. Okay. Right. No, I'm just kidding. All
1: right. So the point is, is I was, I thought it was like, the, my dream job is what I would do. That'd be dope. Well, the more people I asked, the more people were give me some time. And then they came back and they said, whatever it was, you know, here's what I would do. Hmm. But then when they realized that they would have to do that one thing for the rest of their life, they were like, you know what? Maybe I wouldn't do that. And this is stems from, I remember my dad, you know, always loved working on cars when he was a kid and ended up getting some, you know, getting someone to, to stake him and open up his own business. Him and my mom opened up a business where he you know was a mechanic. Yeah. And I remember him saying like, don't ever do the thing you love for a living, which is right. counterintuitive because some people will say, find that thing that you love and let it kill you. He said, that thing that you love, don't make that your profession because you'll end up hating it.
2: So that's kind of what happens when I think like music right away. I'm like, oh, music. But then I go, man, the people that nonstop like tour and after a while it's like, so that's, so we can't all be uh, oats, you know? I guess. This oh, wait, is was Hall the good one? <laughs> I think, that, no. Who
1: is the white dude that, Kind of like had all that Darryl soul, Hull. yeah,
2: Darryl yeah, that Hull. show where people yeah. come on. That dude seems to be a lot, yeah, he's good,
1: yeah, it's good stuff. But anyway, the whole point was, is the more people I asked, it was an interesting, it was an interesting realization that everybody had was sort of like, well, I don't know. And really, what came out of it was this what we talked about before, this burnout, three to five years, and whatever you're doing, it's like, I got to look for something different. Mm-hmm. Even people that are less creative than what you you know, what you think you are, or what I think yeah. I am, are like, dude, any anybody that hires you they're lucky to get more than five years of you running hard yeah after that you're pretty they might, they might as well shit can't how many people it. said I want to
2: store envelopes at the post office not one not one not
1: one but I knew a guy I used to work at a, a manufacturing plant um, I, I I ran a CNC machine that made fuel filter housings so uh, drills would come down and I'd watch the drill come down it would drill a, a you know the fuel filter housing like a part of it. And that would take maybe a. It was a four-hour drill process. And so is I'd, that where you played Poo Dollar? It is. And okay. I'd sit there and smoke. I smoked three packs of cigarettes, you know, in a shift. Yeah. That's how boring this job was. But on the other side of the plant, that's my, so
2: many cigarettes.
1: My buddy, his job was <laughs> so many cigarettes was deburying ball bearings. So he would pull out a ball bearing, take an ID grinder, a buffer, grind off the any you know any nipples or whatever was on there, and Whoa. toss it in a bin. And then it, he would pick up another one. So he maybe do like 600 700 ball bearing i want to change
2: my answer to the guy that pulls the guts out of fish
1: <laughs> okay yeah just in case so i it's it's a very interesting question and i put that i, I it's very interesting when you ask that to people to see what their initial yeah. statement is and then when they think when you tell them okay well that's what that's it So you're going to be a musician and hear all the trappings that come along with it. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be like, well, Hey there, you know, that's a grass is always greener or ghost of Christmas future, whatever. Mm. How about soup kitchen then? No, uh, you know, I (laughs) think the
2: point is, I think the takeaway is that like when you are, are not freed up to have any exploration, anything becomes, you know, well rough. I mean, like remember, like I was talking about like Hugh Grant, Cheated on Elizabeth Hurley. Why? He did with Divine Brown. Yeah, dude. Because, like, maybe just after a while. You know what I mean? Variety. Yeah. I mean, the fact that, like, you're not
1: able to explain. Like, okay, to, but that's why you feel the need to continuously find opportunities <laughs> to humiliate Hugh Grant. Like, because, you think this dude is like, he's moved on. The whole West of the world's moved on. They're like, hey, this is guys that do this podcast in Indiana. Hashtag yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Divine Brown. Hey, remember that one time you did that that Remember
2: what you did? <laughs>
1: Allegedly, <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: well, I mean, you get a lot of your, uh, you know, with I guess w- without any growth, you're miserable. Yeah, which is why, like, um, you know, people in isolation is such a torture. Mm-hmm. There's no growth except for like within yourself. You know what I mean?
1: Well, that's funny because I would, I always, uh, I always wished that people would leave me alone and I could be by myself. But then when this COVID thing happened, I was like, man, but not that much. Right, right. You know. So really what you should do is get a good job that has insurance and benefits and vacation time and and, and allows you to get uh, incremental raises and then do the other stuff that you like to do in addition to that. Once you have all those other boxes checked, it's not important to love your job. It's important to have your job, do good at your job so you can keep it and love the stuff that you do outside of your job. You can't live for your job.
2: You think Cheryl Scott's getting tired of doing the weather?
1: I don't know, but I'm tired of talking about Cheryl Scott.
2: (sighs) she's been dancing every new year's eve (laughs) so maybe she's like moving into that you know what i mean could be could be yeah well yeah with i mean yeah that's interesting because without without any kind of growth you're done you know times are
1: are changing we're getting older
2: so bob dylan says
1: and a lot of people are dying off cloris leachman died today in order to figure out uh where we are years down the road what is important and and no uh what was going on today? Cloris Leachman died. So I don't know. What's the date today? Hmm. The 27th, 2001. To quote one Norm two thousand
2: one. they say she's over the hill. Not in the car you drive. That's a bummer, man. I didn't know that. Yeah. But she's pretty old, yeah?
1: 94? What? Yeah, yeah she was old. What? But, really? That yeah. old, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. But, with, uh, uh, yes, she died. That was terrible. In addition to her death, <laughs> Other things are happening, and we talked about it a while ago. The Undertaker was on your show, Hot Ones, and I bring this
2: up. the Zoom version.
1: I bring this up because it bothered me last night as uh, I lay in bed, and I told you uh, the last time I laid in bed, and I was thinking about Carol Burnett. This time, I woke up, and I thought to myself, (laughs) Jesus, dude. The Undertaker. This is a guy, and the reason I'm thinking about The Undertaker is because he's doing like a tour right now where he's going around and doing all kind of different talk shows. He was, you know. he got know, a book I'm, or something? I'm not really sure, but I think he's basically saying like, hey, guys, uh, I'm not The Undertaker anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did say that on Hot Ones. So, yeah, so I'm just sort of like, it's my opportunity to decompress and not be this character and, you well, know, just kind of be me, which is, is awesome. Because, and here's the thing. I did not, I'm going to say this, people, bear with me. I'm going to be as pithy as possible. I did like wrestling when I was a child. Everybody did. If you, I'm Again, I'm 44. So I, I really believe that if you're, f- shit, I don't know, th- at least 30 and older at this point, uh, wrestling was a huge point, maybe a little bit older, but wrestling was a huge thing in all of our lives. All the people around my age group, probably 10 years either way or f- at least five years either way. It was very important at a certain time some people kept with it some people didn't i went in and out of it i had a small um, chunk of time where i was into it but it touched every one of us i went to SummerSlam 1994 so i'm seeing all this stuff with the undertaker And by the by the time the undertaker sort of really became popular i was already i was already not having anything to do with wrestling anymore but i remember seeing it my brother watched it and i remember seeing that weird pallbearer and all that craziness that was going on in the attitude era and i was still like wow wrestling is it's interesting i don't want to admit that i like it or i don't want to like it anymore mm. but it, it, there's something about it there's something about professional wrestling i don't I know
2: i don't want to be a one upper but i think i saw undertaker versus undertaker match live. undertaker
1: versus undertaker yeah dude how did that happen
2: <laughs> magic
1: of wwe <laughs> well whatever so with that being said uh i was sitting there and i'm thinking wow the undertaker he was this character 24 hours Anytime he left the house, 24 hours a day, 365 for the entire run of the time he became The Undertaker until he finally retired. Well,
2: not only that, I think WWE has a thing where it's like, while you're under our umbrella, you can't go out and be like doing your own jam.
1: And that works for people like John Cena, who is a great dude who is a character that's not like a scary character that talks. You know what I'm saying? Like The Undertaker doesn't talk. He's, he's more of a... yeah. So, so all the Hulk Hogan or whatever can go out there yeah. and, and be gregarious, but the Undertaker has to stand so there. A, like to stand up with a puss on the whole like time.
2: Like if Macho Man was to get a job like at the hardware store, you know, they'd be like, "Do you know like where can I find drills?" He'd be like, "Oh yeah, aisle <laughs> seven. Like he has to keep doing it as or long the, as he's under contract. How about the dudes that like? How about the Mexican guys that wear masks? The Luchadors.
1: Yeah, the they're high like flyers? Nacho Libre. I don't know that they don't talk though. They just flip over the aisle. Lucha what? Libre. Yeah, what's like. We have to wear this mask always now? What I'm saying is is when they retire, they could probably break the character. <laughs> the but, ones that wear makeup, what, dude, wow. all the time? That sucks. The crow wow. or whatever? <laughs> Donk. Or what was it? Boink? Doink and Doink. dink. Yes. I mean, I don't know. I'm Stupid. not a nerd. But anyway, uh, so when I saw The Undertaker going around, I was like, wow, The Undertaker is like a really cool... I should know his name because he's not The Undertaker anymore, but it's not important to the story. Uh I appreciate what this dude did. I'm like, wow, this guy really held it down for all these years. And he was this character and couldn't break character. And he, he, this is a guy who went beyond that three to five years, right? He, he went hard in the paint for 25, whatever it was. And he never broke character. Now Mark, Mark Calloway, Mark Calloway. He seems like one of the coolest dudes ever. He's a very down to earth, humble, probably a cool dude. So when I saw him on Hot Ones, which I brought up a couple of weeks ago, I was like, "Holy shit, that's the Undertaker!" And he's laughing and smiling, and he's not like uh, you know, he's he's a normal he's a normal dude, and he's in his house. he <laughs>
2: just grunted in all the interviews?
1: He's on a camera in his house, you know, doing Hot Ones. Yeah, in Texas or something. And I was like, "Oh my god, dude, the Undertaker! He's not wearing that stupid hat, and he's you know."
2: He's Normal, he's a real dude. Did you go to any kids? Uh, did you go to high school with any kids that dressed like that? No, thank God. We had a there was like a dude in our high school that wore like a duster and a hat. Uh, oh, his yeah. name was Frank, but we called him the Undertaker.
1: <laughs> he probably loved it. I'd not see his him. face, like we didn't hang out oh. with him,
2: but we didn't seem we yeah. like oh, it was the Undertaker and his girlfriend.
1: Uh, so then I started thinking, now this is a weird leap, but I started thinking. The Undertaker probably wears sweatpants, right? I mean, he doesn't always wear the cloak. He doesn't always wear... Or the dos, the duster. He doesn't always wear tights or the singlet or whatever the hell he's got on under that thing. He probably wears sweatpants when he relaxes and, he, and he's Mark. Yeah, you know I, I don't mean? think he doesn't wear tapered ones. No, no, he doesn't wear joggers, but he, wears, he probably wears some sweatpants. So I thought to myself, you know, it's weird because how many people could I picture wearing sweatpants? That's even weirder. So... I thought, well, Danny DeVito probably doesn't wear—he doesn't wear sweatpants. And then I pictured Danny. DeVito. What? Yeah, yeah. I pictured Danny DeVito in sweatpants. I was like, that was pretty easy. I think he, he does oh, wear sweatpants. Yeah. yeah. Right. When they when they say action, they have to go. Oh, Danny, you're still wearing sweatpants. Well, here's how it got even crazier. Daniel. I grabbed my my bullet journal, which is next to my bed, and I wrote down. 10 spaces and I said I'm going to write down 10 people who I believe never wore sweatpants in their life. Is
2: that before or after you found stickers for your book?
1: They're not none of these are stickers. Those are stickers. They are not stickers.
2: They look like stickers. They're not stickers.
1: What are they? They're cutouts from magazines that I, you know,
2: my, my they're collages my that I made into stickers. My mistake. Anyway, it takes a big man. I'm going I'm going to well.
1: tell you these names. And I asked you, I know I gave you short notice, but I asked you, hey, come up with 10 10 names, and I wanted to see if we would match up without giving you any, but any idea of who I, who I picked. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you these 10 names. I try to stay contemporary because I know like sometimes my, my references are a little out there and people are like, I don't even know who that is. So it doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. But I'm going to, I'm going to run through this list and you tell me if this person's ever worn sweatpants. I need you to be honest. I want everybody to, to answer at home on or driving wherever they are. Answer this to yourself. So... Would they ever be caught in public in sweatpants? I'm not talking about public. This isn't about that. This ever. People never wore sweatpants. Okay. Period. They never worn sweatpants. Number one should be my grandpa. These are people that everybody knows. Number two, then. Donald Trump. Has this dude ever worn sweatpants?
2: Yeah, but it was probably for some sort of like silly fundraiser. Like, he like, he's well, not a
1: clown? He doesn't dress up for he's, fundraisers? Oh, he's a clown. That's not what I mean. Does this guy, you think this guy wears sweatpants? For real, honestly. Mm. Well, the fact is his
2: health isn't so good. So I think when people aren't looking, he likes to let it, let it. What do You think he wears
1: slacks at all times? Either his underwear. He has pressed pants. When he sits down in a chair, he takes his pressed pants off and he puts them over one of those things where your pressed pants go. It's, well, it's either he does or he just has, um just goes I don't from think- boxers to slacks. I just don't. Would you agree that it's very high probability he's never worn sweatpants?
2: Had I never seen him in tennis shorts, I'd strongly say I agree. But the tennis shorts did it for me because I didn't think he'd wear those
1: either. Gene Simmons, no, never, right? Never, right? Dude, it's just it's odd. You cannot make. You can't do it. Even if they had Kiss logos on there, you could not picture like Kiss on the butt. That goes for Paul Stanley too, baby. See, I knew I should. That's right. You know what's cool? Sweatpants. Ronald Reagan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah because just because he i guess he was an athlete in the past prior no no to being no, the president no because he got really
2: old and old people love sweatpants <laughs> all
1: right i'll give you
2: that steven seagal they would look like sweatpants but he wouldn't call them he'd be like no, no but they're not he'd be sweatpants. like he'd be like these are athletic ass kicking pants dude
1: this guy wears a kimono or nothing that's what i mean it'd be like a
2: gee. you know yeah, what
1: but, I mean? but it's not sweatpants does no. he wear sweatpants? No, but every once and, in a while, he'd get the karate costume let me, let me made out of
2: sweatpants up. material, and then everybody go like,
1: dude, you're wearing sweats, and he'd be like, let, no, I'm not. When I say sweatpants, I'm talking about drawstring waist, cotton banded bottom, banded waisted sweatpants. Right. Okay? That's it. I'm not saying whatever you, you're coming up with that looks a gee that can <laughs> No, what squ- I'm saying is he would cheat. I'm talking about- He would sneak in sweatpants. This dude is- Has he worn sweatpants, yes or no? Yes. Glenn Danzig
2: um i i don't know i don't uh i don't think so okay so you're good on that one i don't know glenn danzig anyways from the misfits or whatever and danzig and danzig and he sings that song that goes mother and i he don't does, think so okay. no
1: i don't think so no uh heck hell no dude black jeans paula poundstone anything other than a suit jacket and panties i don't know what. what is she does she have pants other than? Um, the legs, I agree. Uh, no, <laughs> no. The answer is no. I don't know why I thought of Paula Poundstone, but I feel like if she's not wearing pants, she's she just wearing a jacket. Uh no, that's Judy Tanuda.
2: Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Does Paula Poundstone do those voices? No. No. Then, then yes. <laughs> no, I don't know. Joey
1: or Johnny Ramone.
2: No. Also, Again, just geez, black right? denim. That's it. Yeah, maybe regular denim if, if you have it. David Bowie. You know what, dude? That's actually one that came to my mind. It is when I was on the way here. I was like, oh, maybe David Bowie. I go, but I wouldn't picture him wearing half the like weird androgynous stuff he does.
1: So like, but something is ba- something is basic as sweatpants. That's the problem.
2: Well, he would. They would be like, um, like the ballet pants that like
1: dudes wear, but not Those regular are not sweatpants. Huh? I'm talking about banded. Waist, banded, ankled, cotton sweatpants. The kinds you get at Zare or Kmart. Sure. All right. Um. What color did you say? It doesn't matter. Then no, the no. John Cusack.
2: Yeah. Really? Yep. The Q. Yeah, dude, because he was big in the 80s. And I everyone, never saw any
1: movie in the 80s where he was wearing sweats.
2: Everybody in the 80s wore sweatpants. I mean, I was
1: alive in the 80s. You wore sweatpants. I did. I so did, did, but... It wasn't John Cusack.
2: And I couldn't come up with a 10th.
1: That's yeah, how hard Yeah, remember it how he
2: would like, um, was it saying anything where he would kick, the, he was a boxer? He Which one was he was like boxing? That one. Yeah, dude. If he would box, you wore sweats. Dude,
1: he may have worn sweats in that now that I'm thinking about it. You might be right. Yeah, I would say him maybe, yeah. I want everyone to think hard about somebody and present this to me who can't or has never worn sweatpants ever. It's impossible that some of these people that,
2: that 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 they did.
1: There's just no way Glenn Danzig ever wore sweatpants.
2: No, and Undertaker is a good jump-off point too. You know what I mean? That's a good. Um, Vince McMahon. Bro. He's no, that wrestler he was guy, a, he, right? But
1: he was a big weightlifter too, though. So he's you know I could anybody who would wear zubas has to have worn sweats. it it's hmm. it, at least you could picture it. What about Richard Lewis? Hey, check this out, Bob Vila. That's a pretty good one. That's a good one. He wouldn't do that. No. He's like, no,
2: we might have work to do. It's very, I need very, something with re, reinforced knees. That's very possible. What about um, Richard Lewis? Yeah, dude, because like he can't move. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to be uh, stationary for that long, you're going to need sweatpants. <laughs> I right? had
1: to laugh, man. I, I, I posted a thing uh, on a bunch of my social media that about Richard Lewis announcing that he will not be rejoining Larry on this season of Curb. I was devastated, dude. I was devastated, but but it's so funny how people get people are so uh, opinionated. Like they're just like, I hate that guy. He's the worst. He's terribly sucks. And I'm like, yeah, but but he's perfect for that. He's perfect for what he does. I'm not saying the guy should go. You know, he should be in the next uh, great action movie. But he in that that show, he has so many great lines. And I know it's like Seinfeld if you watch. Like a lot of times, Jerry, he cannot not laugh while he's delivering a line inside. Right, right. To me, that's why it's funny because he's even laughing and it's like he's supposed to not be laughing. He's a terrible actor. You know, Ray Romano turned out to be a great actor. Jerry Seinfeld, not a great actor. I love Jerry, but he's not, you know. Right. Well, plus with, with Richard Lewis, like in your group, most people, most
2: people, I was talking about this with some guys at work the other day. Most people in your group of friends, there's a lame. Sometimes there's two lames. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And he's your lame, and everybody makes fun of him and gives him crap all the time. But someone else can't make fun sure. of him. It's like if someone else is to go like, "Hey man, what's up with that dork?" But hey, dude, that's our lame. Like you right. don't get to say that. Richard Lewis is almost kind of like like Larry David's lame. Like he's not that funny. He's not <laughs> that good. But he's Richard. But he's uh, Larry David's boy. Right. And so it's like that adds a layer of realness to the show. That like, hey, what's in it for these guys to hang out? Kind of, right? And kind of, what's in it for Richard Lewis too? Because Larry David always gets him in trouble. Yeah, but it's just like, hey, we're stuck.
1: We're but stuck with each other, I and that's a, that's a real, you know, that's a real thing. And obviously, what they're doing is is it's different because it's improv. Yes, they can go back and fix it if they wanted to. I don't know if they do. I don't know how many takes they do, but that's what makes it funny. That's why he's perfect for that show because it's like, it's so awkward. Well, they're like Richard, you haven't moved your neck in the last four scenes. You have to at least try to turn and go like. Hey, can you come over here, honey? (laughs) Honey, over here, give me a cup of coffee, The best is, and Woody Woody Allen used to do this, too, where, like, Richard Lewis, every season, he's got a chick that's, like, so unattainable for a normal dude, and then, you know, not to mention he's, like, 80 years old, and he's, you know, he's got Tia Carrera as his girlfriend. It's like, come on, dude.
2: Now, is this? I love it. All right, you can give me some clever insight to this. There's a theme here. Adam Sandler does it. Every movie, he casts the hottest chick with him. Don't
1: you dare do what I think you're trying to do.
2: Larry Sanders. You ever seen the Larry Sanders show? Yeah. Dude, Larry Sanders gets a nonstop stream of the hottest chicks. Jerry Seinfeld, Mm -hmm. Richard Lewis, even Larry David to some extent. Yeah. Um, These guys, comedic geniuses, probably not landing
1: the women. You never know. I think that. Look at Jerry Jerry Seinfeld on Seinfeld. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Every chick said day? that. Did you? Yeah. Did she Seinfeld too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is the theme. These super funny Jewish dudes just add in a super hot chick to their show.
1: That seems to to me. I when your
2: screenplay is finished, I guarantee it'll be like, oh, um, you did, know, just did, to make me upset, you'd be like, Cheryl Scott is like, we're dating. Dita Von Teese. Dita Von I
1: already, I already picked her out. She's the, really tall. You know, just side note to that,
2: they, the most beautiful woman in the world was named... Who's um, that? She's Israeli.
1: Oh yeah, that doesn't surprise me. The skin tone, man.
2: Yeah, she. I forget how you say her name. It's it's hard to pronounce, but uh, well, it's Hebrew. Yeah, well, it's so funny because I was listening. to... You had to drink it. a lot of milk and cheese before you attempt this. I, I um, I oh, this gave me a. God bless it. I tried to use the internet, but uh, it just gave me that Prince song. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Okay,
1: oh Ya'el Shelbya. I like how you're giving it to me. Like, I'm yeah. going to be able hey, to read it can you it better. read that? Yeah, I would say that's it. yeah yell Shelby. Yeah, they were talking about her. on and She's not the most beautiful. I took one talking look at her. her. She's, she's, she's good, but she's not the most beautiful. Not, no. I don't know how they judge it. Have they seen My Wife?
2: My wife? I don't think so. Okay, well. So then, obviously, it's not a proper... Um, yeah, I mean, judgment.
1: has yeah, has 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 everybody been judged? Oh, it, or my daughter. It wasn't a virtuous competition. Well, whatever. Of
2: that she'd have to run away. With all me. I'm
1: st- it's I don't think this is exclusive to Jews. I think it's all right. exclusive I to anybody s- who I makes don't movies.
2: Think, you know what? You said it, not me. Those are your words. But yeah, how come uh, Jewish dudes write in the hottest chicks ever in all their shows? Why wouldn't you? How come no I
1: do, do other people all the people do it too then? I don't know. I thought. Don't don't you think that uh, Deborah was way hotter than Raymond?
2: I'm trying to think of like other. Uh, I don't know who those people. Everybody oh, loves Raymond? Raymond's wife.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, a little bit, but well, toward the end she kind of was different looking than <laughs> the beginning
1: of the show. right? You know what I'm saying? Like, w- w- name me. Let's Roseanne ahead. didn't do that. Yeah, well, she didn't be like, oh, like I'm. From, I don't. not i don't I'm agree from with Michigan, you, but Brad I don't Pitt's agree with gonna you. come over here and lay on top. I of would me. tell you that John Goodman was far more attractive than Roseanne Barr. Far more? Yeah, he's he was. A, first of all, he's a handsome, He's a handsome devil, man. What are you talking about? Well, he's handsome. Yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, he could probably do better than Roseanne, but not
1: way better. I mean, he can do better though. He's so she's the most, she, she, the she, most lovable wouldn't, guy. Wouldn't you say that he could do better? Yeah, but this is so This isn't him. a
2: great side of the argument you want to take. Like, well, we'll look at John Goodman. Look <laughs> at John Goodman. He didn't
1: have a. All je- right, there's definitely better. There's better choice. I don't blame these Jewish like you do. geniuses sounds, for doing sounds, that. But sounds like, but I, sounds but I like I see you're it. saying that that they're, they are not attractive themselves. What I'm saying but is picking.
2: What I'm saying is they're not the most attractive, and through the teen years, they probably <laughs> those were.
1: particular Jews.
2: Yeah, those I don't, want, I don't those. want
1: people to, to point fingers at you. No, I don't want you no, to get canceled.
2: No. Here. I can't speak for all of anybody, uh, but those people probably weren't the best looking. And throughout high school, they knew this. And then mm. when they made it big, they're like,
1: "the the chickens come home to roost." That's the whole point. Is that how that goes? I mean, Harvey, why? never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> I
2: don't blame them for doing. It. I just know. I just noticed it. Me and my brothers are talking about that the other you day. You guys are
1: very perceptive. Very. Perceptive. Yeah, we really picked up on. that. I always like. i trying in, to think of another famous even in like, like, in show Woody, like Even that. in like Woody Allen movies, I'm like, this guy finds the Him hottest. Too? Oh, he's the he's the biggest. <laughs> he's the biggest. It's like, oh, he gets a make. Out. He's writing a scene where he gets a make-out with. Well, Scar I'm glad Johansson. you said it because
2: I couldn't quite put my finger on it. But when you said it, it started. It all started to make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, okay. It really did. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, here's no segue. <laughs> <laughs> I told you how I was like. um. My kids are making it's like they're babies again. Like they're making me sit in the room until they go. actually now both. My wife does it more. No, my my daughter just wants attention at night because my brother my my son's getting attention at night because he's scared of SCPs, like we talked about last week, an online scary horror thing. Mm-hmm. And so my daughter hears, "Hey, you're hanging out with him. What about me?" So now I, I always um they'll be like, "Hey, make up a story." And at first I get annoyed and I go, "I don't want to do this. This is." Then I think, hey, they're only going to be little once. Take advantage of this, right? Live in the moment. So I start making up stories with them, and I'll always let them hate. Like, I'll um, I'll go, okay, you pick um, an animal, and they'll say cat or whatever. And, okay, there was a land full of cats. Dude, right? I used to
1: do the same thing. It's so odd. Are you serious? I, yes, I would say have it make pick an animal almost like an improv like someone would yell out like oh yeah. elephant yeah. yes this yes is, dude this is weird
2: well but the thing is though the kids are bad at improv cuz it's always like and then a butt came in and then you know what i mean <laughs> so what i do is i started i would take famous stories from history things that i learned from dan carlin on like hardcore history and i would just change it into like like uh we were t- we were talking about like this uh you know just a bedtime story right that i'm making up and we we're talking about the the cats and the dogs are are at war and they're mm-hmm. all fighting over America or whatever. So I just start stealing stuff from uh, like Archduke Ferdinand or whatever mm-hmm. about, about how like it like how World War One got started. I started talking about uh, the Battle of the Bulge, but I just changed a few names. Right?
1: Yeah. I was,
2: was I was telling them, I was like the dogs and the cats were fighting and they had to dig trenches because trench warfare was a thing now. Kids like. This is Braveheart. They're like, yeah, and I was like, and he goes, "They may take our lives, but they'll never take." Me. Wait a minute. So no, but I was okay. Ever hear that? That I think it was World War. Yeah, it was World War Two. I think Ugh, I might have got the wrong. But they were they were fighting. The two sides were fighting, and on Christmas, they basically yeah. had like a truce. Yes. And then eventually, the truce. They, there was even stories at some place that say that there was a soccer match that was held. Two, correct? Yeah, I believe it was, yeah. and 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 then. They basically got along and saw the humanity in each other. Then till the next, day. they said till the next day it's back on. But the next day they even said, "Hey, they basically they're they're on to us. The people in charge are they shot over each other? Yes, they shot over each exactly. So I told this whole obviously I have all the details down, Pat. Right, but I told the story, the details that I remembered, but I just replaced it with the dogs versus cats war. Sure. And I dude, I started like. Like all kinds of crazy stuff. Like I'm gonna have to go to I'm gonna have to go to other hardcore history episodes. No, I'd be like, so there was this dude, there, was, there was this beaver named Rasputin, you're thinking right?
1: You're of this all the wrong way. I'm just
2: I'm tired of making up the stories, so I yeah. just steal them. I hear you, but mm-hmm. there's a
1: lot better ones. Like Weekend at Bernie's. Like uh, <laughs> just okay, movies. Yeah, I mean, dude, you could do Harlem Nights. You could do Coming to America. Yeah, i be you- like I'd be like, and then the squirrel <laughs> said, Oh, you want to shoot off people's pinky toes? <laughs> sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. I mean, there's so many stories out there. So the raccoon says, just roll the dice, you snaggletooth mother. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You could almost do Eddie Murphy raw. They think it's yours. They have no idea. Yeah, There was a movie. My kids would be like, goony, goo, goo. A long time ago, I had this concept. I believe I had it long before the movie was. If you could go and take somebody, if you could wipe like change history and you could take somebody's body of, of work music or movies or acting or whatever, who would you take? Whose body of work would you take? And then there was a movie that came out like two or three years ago. Where Tolstoy, of course, some guy like wrote all the Beatles songs. It was like a, like a, uh, Oh, did you see that movie? Ye- Yes, I didn't um, see it, but I I remember seeing the
2: preview. Like the Beatles
1: never existed, and yes. so he was playing all these
2: songs, and they're like, "Wow, they're so good." Yeah, I didn't I, see it either. But so
1: I ha- I had thought about that years ago. I was like, "Man, if you could, you ever hear like if you're listening to music and you hear a band, you're like, dude, what I wouldn't give to have been a part of that band, like it when it was like at its peak, or for that yeah. to be my body of work. It's so impressive. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah. And you have the opportunity to do that with your kids because they're dumb. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I'll just take all my favorite movies. And I'll be That's like I'll saying. be like it
1: turns out Dude, if your um, kids don't know Caddyshack by the in the next two weeks, just the basic part, you could leave the golfer out. It's not that important. I just to want to story. do the Rodney Dangerfield parts. <laughs> That's what you a should free do. bowl of soup. That's what you should do.
2: Yeah, I should take my favorite. Like I'll just be like I'll be like so so um
1: the Dolphins realized they were there there was no Tyler Durden. Well, you know what's funny is is that you worked your way around to this without me ever telling you that I did it. Almost like, you know, my, my kids, the same <laughs> yeah. age. my older kid is older, but I have a daughter the same age as your kids. And I did the same thing with my, my son. That's a weird, but you mean making, making, stealing the history same story, no, the same didn't... way where it was like, Hey, they want me to make up a story.
2: Well, how, yeah, I would, I like how many them, ways like, are there to do I'd be it? Like
1: you, you make up a story and their story would be so terrible. I'd be like, this is just. You ever do the thing where like you go, like you take
2: turns, like they'll go, there was there was in the forest and, and all the the ponies in the land and they found a castle and you go, okay, now your turn. And they go, and they went in the castle and blah, blah. Now your turn. But every turn you have has to correct their God awful story. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. Because my son, you know, God bless him, but he'll be like, uh, and then they drop bombs on him and everybody had like butts everywhere. You know what I mean? It's all, all, you know, kids like, they like farts, poop.
1: More farts. I'm not. Some poop on top. This is not a judgment on your child, but what is the deal with butts and poop? I never went. Well, that's the one thing my kid never did. Are you serious? Never. Never. I don't know. Well, do you guys have those? We do have butts and we poop.
2: Well, (laughs) you know how like you guys. Okay. Do you have decals on your walls? No.
1: You do that the mean? ones to eat eat, eat. oh yeah. and we don't have decals but we have like we don't have, we have the pictures toge- we don't have it all together but yeah. together we have it all we have the pictures but we well don't I
2: have, have decals details. in my kitchen that says oh, farts are always funny and they no, always are they always are <laughs> no, I, I wish each, you did. I have
1: one in each room I wish you did but that is a weird boy thing I don't know I don't understand where that comes all from. all boys think they may think that well I yeah know. dude they well first of all I have taught, I I have
2: taught them that farts are always funny See? for sure. Because you're part of the problem, but I don't have to teach them that. The world would teach them soon enough because they are always funny. Uh. But kids just—they think you know. They think like anatomy jokes are funny. Everything's about like you know. Yeah. I don't know. Dude, I just you shut my, be, you The could, you,
1: thing is, is I shut my kids down so much. I, that's probably why I never heard it. My kid <laughs> might've been in his bed telling fart jokes to himself because he didn't have my me as an audience. Mm. And it's not because I didn't want him around or I was t- too busy. He was just annoying. And I was like, I don't, your jokes are dumb.
2: Well, whether I'm telling my oldest brother or my son a joke, if you just throw in like, balls somewhere in there it's it's gonna get the same reaction we're all gonna laugh
1: you remember when i told you years ago my my son was gonna do a talent show and he was gonna do like the entire chocolate cake for breakfast or like he had it down oh nice so nice that was i don't know i saw the things that my dad liked and i surely wanted to like those things too so i have to believe that you yourself enjoy fart humor which like you're saying do. you do yeah, it's super funny which is sort of like why that's Dude, why your kids find it funny or think you find you're gonna find it funny picture picture uh, well there's not a scenario you can't paint
2: yeah I know, i'm Dude, 40 my years old. kid
1: is 16 years old and wearing a dead kennedy's pin on his jacket the dead kennedy's have, have have been so irrelevant since for the last 30 they were irrelevant when i was listening to the dead kennedy's yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, so it's like, oh, he saw pictures, or he knows what I Get listen. Get your kid to. into fart jokes, dude. One eighty 180, total, one eighty. He'll be like, you know, dead Kennedys are f- okay, but have you seen South Park? Have you, yeah. yeah, Have you heard somebody rip a juicy one? Always fun, dude. <laughs> it's I so funny. Again, my kid's not seen South Park. I don't watch South Park. Never have. Don't. I mean, I. I've never All right, been I don't want to it.
2: stay in the gutter for more than thirty seconds more. But there is an Adam Sandler skit called the Hypnotist, mm-hmm. and it is on his second like comedy album. He it's, made the second one? There's there's three or four. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a skit where Kevin Nealon is a hypnotist, mm-hmm. and he's trying to get... Adam Sandler comes in because he wants to quit smoking, and Kevin Nealon is counting backwards from five, and he's talking, and four, and there's fresh air, and you don't want to smoke, and he just sneaks it Like, he just farts the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you're looking at me like, that's not... It is the funniest thing I've ever
1: heard. I have to take your word for
2: it. I it, Dude, I thought it was hilarious at, like, 17... And it hasn't like it hasn't lost any I speed wonder off its
1: fastball. Whatever happened? There, there was. I'm trying to think. There was, was there a, anybody was to a super hot chick and she was farting. Was there anybody else doing that back then? Comedy like albums. Just that though, like he was doing like these like improv bits, like audio improv. And I don't remember too Kinda. many too many other people doing that. They're scripted. That. Yeah, I know. But that. I mean, yeah. But I guess. I it's like audio comedy sketches. Yeah. Yes, audio comedy sketches. I mm-hmm. should not have said it improv, but some of them are pretty great. Who dude. who else was doing that? That's a good question. Who, what, no, it's like an art that I use that term loosely, but nobody's doing it now. Well, all the people that could do it were on his thing, like Nor Macdonald,
2: David Spade. Yeah, but uh, okay. What's, what's what's the Nick Swardson? Let me tell you something.
1: The Wu-Tang clan was out there doing their business and then uh, you know, Method Man did his own thing and Red Man did his own his own thing, and uh Old Dirty Bastard became Big Baby Jesus and then Dirk McGurk doing his old thing. So what Dirk I'm McGurk? saying is is why yeah, why
2: that's old dirty bastard
1: all these people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is the best. So these people broke off and did their own thing. Why didn't anybody else in that crew go, I like what he's doing. I'm now going to do a comedy album, doing the same thing and bring some. I of don't my other know
2: people. that they didn't. I think there was a few, but his were just. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's yeah, a good question. He there really, had to be other people doing sketch comedy audio, that,
1: right? He had that on lock because I don't remember anybody else having comedy records that were like that. I remember Dude, other people's first
2: few are having so good
1: comedy records of live performances that they've recorded and then put out as an album, but like to do. The Sketches, I, before yeah. that was old time radio classics. That's basically what that is. Yeah. You know, like stuff that you would have heard.
2: There's so many. Those first couple CDs, dude. Who yeah you, you Twi- want to ask me why parts were funny? Because I grew up listening to that. Yeah, see? Again, it's the
1: best. I can't I, can, I can that's the only one I remember.
2: Are you serious? Tollbooth Willie. Oh, that's only, not even that good. I'm sure if I it's heard okay.
1: it, And any of the ones off the first record I would know if I heard it, but it's just I don't want to just regale my yeah, favorite yeah, bitch. But dude,
2: listen to his first two or three. They're great. Stan and Judy's kid,
1: yeah. Again, I I I, I, I remember it. Yeah. I, just, I just I just I don't recall it. Anyway, yeah. Great.
2: Um. So yeah, I've been stealing. I've been stealing old. Oh, I've been stealing old like history bits, and uh, I don't know. We do improv stuff too, n- but no like, love movies. But I just go about stuff that's exciting. Yeah, you're right. I should. I just find stuff that I'm listening to currently and excited about, and I just say it to them. But you're right. Movies are easier because then. My God, you know what I mean? There's I have Soul I've Man seen way
1: more, I've seen way more movies than I have read historical events. Soul Man, Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. There's so many out there that I feel like you're, you know Yeah. That Ghostbusters with the chicks, nobody's seen that. That's that's right for the taking. And Leslie Jones is in that. She's so funny.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I'll be like, Well, um, the uh I don't know, the little birds in their birdhouse and one of those birds was super unfunny. But then they, they kept putting her in Facebook portal commercials, regardless of how unfunny she was.
1: You are performing somewhere, coming up soon. I wanted to remind you before we Yes, thank here. you for reminding me. Last time me. You, you screwed it up. You dropped no, the you're right. big time.
2: I am playing February 6th. I have not played out in, in in a while because of the world being silly. But I'm playing at Bugaboo's in Sear Lake. That is the same as your uh, tattoo buddy's place, right? Yeah. Bugaboo tattoo and bar, same. No. Well. Yeah, um, they're connected somehow. That's not my buddy, though. Okay. Well, at any rate, <laughs> uh, February, yes. February 6th, I am playing at Buggy Boys. I believe I start at eight o'clock. So if you guys want to come you out to Cedar Turkey,
1: another, and you, uh, the full band. Me
2: or... and Juan. No, just acoustic. Yeah. But it'll be me and Juan jamming out, doing our thing. I'm going to be trying to squeeze in all these new pop songs. And he's going to be like, hey, the crowd hates us. We got to go back to 70s stuff. Mm. And I'll be like, all right. And that, that's how the struggle goes. Every time we do a show, I play new stuff that I just have been listening to. And then I lose the crowd and I go, uh, you know what, dude, playing playing out live is no different than social media feedback. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, you come up with a clever premise and that's like, that's cool. Where's the best deep dish pizza? And then you 50 comments, the same thing with playing live. You'd be like, you you like learn some new stuff and we're excited about this new song. And then it's free bird. Okay. You know what I mean? There you
1: go. Brown eyed girl.
2: So I just, All yes. So I just, I crammed the new stuff down our throats.
1: Speaking of music uh, this week, the intro and outro music is from a band called half dog here in Chicago. Um, awesome band. And I want to, again, tell people like, if you know somebody who's in a band locally or whatever, that wants some exposure and wants to uh, have their music featured, please reach out to us and uh, let us know about it so we can put it on the podcast. In the meantime, please flood us with music, flood us with whatever it is that you want to uh, provide us uh, for us to use on the podcast. We will surely use it. Also, call the voicemail. Do you remember the number?
2: Uh, 219-237-9040. See? It's just that easy. Call in. I'm and, hoping... and everybody that called or, or some people that bought shirts and stuff, I did... Um, Everybody but that stickers bought and envelopes. got stickers.
1: Yeah, I licked them myself. And you're saying anybody who calls or contributes or whatever and yeah. then reaches out and says, hey, I called and contributed. Correct. Where's my sticker?
2: They were self-adhesive. I still licked them. <laughs> They're entitled That's to That's how much I care. Well.
1: <laughs> That's episode 275. We'll see you next time. Later.